The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled CJ and Branson, A Debate for the Ages. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. In all things, there is a season, except, of course, for logic and reason. While lies and fiction turn and swivel, the search for truth is always civil. That is why we gather and connect our minds to find the truth in record time. By this time, our longtime viewers know that if the logic and reason poem has been read, that means that it is time for a debate. Branson has challenged CJ to a well-moderated, polite, and intellectual debate over an argument that they have been unable to settle for quite some time. Tonight, for your listening pleasure, I present you with CJ and Branson, a debate for the ages. The subject? Fat bastard from Austin Powers. Did he or did he not actually eat a baby? CJ states that Fat Bastard has eaten a baby. Branson states that Fat Bastard did not actually eat a baby. The truth comes out tonight. Branson, CJ, hello. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for hosting, Andrew. Oh, no problem. It's, uh, thank you for having me host and moderate this. Oh, actually, I'm the arbiter, is what you said, which is a much cooler term. That's right. That's a way cooler term. You're right. Great job, Andrew. Well, you thank, said it. I didn't say thank, that. Thank you for having me here. Really, really looking forward to settling this once and for all. Reason and logic will prevail. I want uh, everyone to know how committed I am to that. Reason and civility will rule the day. Rule the day. Re- Reason and civility will rule the day. If they're going to be the winners, then what's the point of having the debate? If we already know that they're going to win. Who's going to win? Reason and logic. Well, we got to figure out what the reason and logic is. Well, is it like Logic the Rapper is going to no. come on and be part of the debate? No, we're talking about a a, a, a history of you know the scientific method. Yeah, all Apple f- used by fall great on your men, head. Great men throughout history, like Plato and Logic the Rapper. Thousands of years of and science. The reason by Hubastank have just culminated. In this event, where if you want to know the truth, well, don't be a baby about it. Don't be a little kid. Just use your facts and talk about it. And that's what we're trying to do here today. Yeah, debating is definitely not for nerds, and it definitely solves stuff. And I'd like to thank my opponent, CJ, for being here today and letting him know, CJ, how much I respect you. I respect you as well, Branson, and I thank you for inviting me, for formally challenging me to this debate and following through on your challenge as a man of honor and logic and reason would. Right. Well, the pleasure. Did you say pleasure? Uh, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, yes. Okay. It's mine as well. It's both of ours. We have agreed we to a 50 50 split. 50 50 split of the 100 pleasure that we could both possibly have. We will split it. And let's split the logic as well. And I'll just have the, uh, the leftovers, I guess. Um, do we want to go over the rules of the debate here? That's a great idea, Andrew. I'd love to go over the rules of the debate. What would a debate be without rules? Okay, so we're all on board. So the rules of the Fat Bastard debate. Rule number one. This debate is to be free of name-calling and vitriol. Can we all agree on that? Here, here. Yes. Okay, excellent. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Rule number two. This debate is to be engaged in good faith. 
Absolutely. That kind of goes hand in hand with the first rule. No goofing around. We're both here to prove points. Um, it's not about belittling or making fun of the other person. The per- you know, is I'm here because I believe in what I say. Oh, I ad hominem does not solve, you know, any anything. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna work if you're just gonna uh, CJ text Branson or Branson text CJ if he says you, know, you your face looks like ass today. What what's that gonna add to the debate? It doesn't add anything. So Call it really ad hominem because our ancestors were nothing but apes, the homonyms, and you might as well be behaving as they do if you do not adhere to the rules of a debate. And you, rightly you know, they put, would, rightly put, Branson. Great they'd job. They call each other buttheads and shitheads, and and they got nowhere. And we're trying to learn from that as humans. I agree. Rule number three. Rule number three. Both debaters shall accept whatever the judge's findings may be. So whatever, uh, whatever arbiter. Well, you you wrote these, so I'm just, <laughs> well, yeah. But then we talked about brother. arbiter was a cool. Okay, well, one. I'm the arbiter. Whatever the arbiter's findings may be. So whatever I decide in the end, whoever I decide wins this debate. You guys have to be cool with that. Is that clear? I would say that it wouldn't even be winning a debate. It's more that we'd all, you know, two people learn something together, and one it would just happen to be closer to one person's. Yeah, but there's also a winner. I shall accept the arbiter's decision. I shall not challenge the eventual arbitration of this debate. No, no freakouts. I don't want to see anyone freaking out or punching anything or yelling. No taking off your shirt. No throwing your headset. I'm going to, my, my voice is not going to go louder than this. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Rule number four. If at any point there's a problem regarding the debate, any participant may declare tabula rasa. Tabula rasa must be respected. Tabula rasa, the slate is clean. The slate is clean. Okay. So, five. I don't know why there's a HTTP, but all right. Well, anyway. Um, rule number five. By participating in this debate, you understand that no sound ideas suffer from criticism and that we are all united in making sure that logic and intelligence shall triumph over feelings and emotions. Uh- Reason and logic shall prevail. Kind of repetitive rules, but I guess you just, you know, you want to really. I wanted to make sure that, you know, that everyone understands. And I I wrote these rules and I know a lot of people say that I like to yell at CJ or I, I, you know, all I do really is engage in name calling and I don't, you know, ever really defend what I'm saying. And to those, I want to show you now that people can change. (laughs) I think that you both have grown a lot and i think that this is a good jumping off point for the new men who you've both become thank you so much arbiter acknowledged arbiter so i would like to begin now that we've read the rules and we all are in agreement on the rules of the fat bastard debate we are going to begin with opening statements um who would like to go first shall we flip a coin i actually have a d20 here i could roll the d20 one of you can pick odds one of you can pick even sound good Hmm. well who gets to pick uh, Branson, you'll be odds. I'll pick for you because I'm the arbiter. CJ, you are even. I accept the arbiter's decision. So whoever gets the number, odd or even, will go first. Agreed? Agreed. Reason will prevail. Yeah, but do you agree, Branson? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'm going to roll this uh, d20 here. That is a 14. 
What does that mean? Does that mean CJ goes first? 14 is an even number, yes. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was a bit sarcastic of me. That's not needed. It's uh, not necessary. It it's doesn't. Kind of just, it's just out of habit, but doesn't add anything to the debate. So I apologize. Tabula rasa. The slate Tabula is rasa. clean. Rasa. Also, as arbiter, right. I don't think you should have to apologize to us. You're not beholden well, to our don't, feelings don't, or our, our Don't butter demands. me up. Don't suck up to me. I don't like a kiss ass. All right, CJ, you got even, so you are going to... I don't like a kiss to... ass either, Andrew. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what you're doing. That's because you're so ass. smart. All right. Moving along, Tabula Rasa. CJ, Tabula Rasa, the are you ready to begin with your opening statement? I'm ready. Okay, you may begin. Nothing is easier than to denounce the evildoer. Nothing is more difficult than to understand him. Fyodor Dostoyevsky. Not sure how you pronounce that. I think that's right. <laughs> Throughout history, this statement has been proven true time and time again. We've simply branded those who commit evil acts as inherently evil. All deeds done by these individuals were done due to their nature. They committed evil because they knew of no other way to behave. Adolf Hitler... Theodor Kaczynski? What? You're, you're interrupting my opening statement. I'm sorry. Tabula rasa. rasa. Tabula rasa. <clears throat> you want to start from the beginning? Do you remember what I said before that? I'll start from the beginning. Please start, 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 start from, from the, the beginning. beginning. I'll just, <laughs> and please don't, please don't interrupt him this time. Nothing is easier than to denounce the evildoer. Nothing is more difficult than to understand him. Fyodor Kaczynski. Throughout history, this statement has been proven true time and time again. We've simply branded those who commit evil acts as inherently evil. All deeds done by these individuals were done due to their nature. They committed evil because they knew of no other way to behave. Adolf Hitler was evil by nature, therefore he committed evil deeds. Joseph Stalin, born an evil man, could only behave in an evil fashion. The woman who got in trouble for smoking weed in the Olympics, probably evil too. Yet in our rush to brand these people, and countless others like them, as evildoers, we do ourselves a disservice in understanding why they did the things they did. Perhaps an evildoer was doing what they thought was right. Perhaps they were controlled by a more powerful malevolent force. Or perhaps they just wanted to eat a baby. It is my contention that Fat Bastard, a Scottish-born henchman and former gardener under the command of Dr. Evil, did in fact eat a baby. He committed many evil acts, eating a baby, being chief among them. However, the fact that he behaved in this manner does not mean he is evil in all of his undertakings. I believe that Fat Bastard, despite his many sins having been laid bare, is not a proven liar and thus capable of telling the truth about eating a baby. I yield to Branson. All right. Um, Arbiter, may I begin my rebuttal? <clears throat> Thank you, CJ, for your opening statement. Branson, you may begin your rebuttal whenever you are ready. What's the difference between rebuttal and cross-examination? <laughs> I just say stuff. I don't ask him anything, right? I think you just say yeah, something. Cr cross-examination is kind of like when someone were to be on like a, a, a witness stand. And like the prosecutor is like asking them all the questions from every angle and covering all the grounds. I believe that's it. So we're not I, doing that. Do I would begin rebuttal. My, my rebuttal by saying, why would fat bastard eat a baby? What would be his motivation to eat a baby? Are we to believe that the baby just looked so good to him? If it did, it would be more accurate and it'd be more appropriate for him to keep that information to himself, to obtain a baby at his own leisure, and then eat it without telling anyone. What I propose... One of the defining characteristics of pathological lying is that the lies tend towards presenting the liar in a positive light. 
I'm dead sexy, while you're very overweight. Sounds familiar? Pathological lying is listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, although only as a symptom of other disorders such as psychopathy and antisocial, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorders, not as a standalone diagnosis. I'm bigger than you. I'm high in the food chain. Get in my belly. This shows a morally childlike view of the world, seeing conflicts, including the conflict of a man versus a baby, as meant to be settled through a might-makes-right lens, which is often associated with the ages of two through four in morality development. While alone, these might be disregarded as personality quirks. Fat Bastard is a violent criminal, assassin, liar, con man, secret agent, and terrorist. During an assassination attempt against August uh, against Austin and Felicity in 1999, Fat Bastard dresses as a package delivery man and literally breaks in through the front door. When Felicity asks if he is unhappy, Fat Bastard has an emotional breakdown. Tearfully confessing, I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, there's someone I need to get in touch with and forgive. Myself. Th he then farts, which makes Austin and Felicity disgusted. Fat Bastard is slightly embarrassed and says, sorry I farted. It's a long road ahead. And then he changes his mind and tries to kill Austin and Felicity. <laughs> what does this show? Is this what my opponent says as simply an imperfect man trying to exist in the world? Or does it show his capability towards violence and evil? But further than that, it shows his impulsiveness as he had an emotional breakdown and then changed his mind and decided to kill them again. It shows that he is a liar wearing a disguise is technically a lie if you look up the word deception in the dictionary. And it shows that he is a nasty, uncontrollable glutton. It is my goal today to convince you that Fat Bastard is a pathological liar as a result of the cluster of personality disorders. He is hedonistic, impulsive, narcissistic, and in short, Fat Bastard is acting like a fat bastard. We cannot trust his judgment alone, and we cannot thusly make the conclusion that Fat Bastard has eaten a baby. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> May I ask a question? Was that was that your opening statement as well? <laughs> okay, I withdraw my okay, question. So, so look on. at that. It has the opportunity for rebuttal. And I did like... 30 seconds of rebuttal, and then I just went into my opening <laughs> statement because I was next anyway. Okay, so that so was... you transgressed against the, well, you the kind of, previously established rules. I thought I had the slot open. I thought I could just keep going. I believe we leave that to the arbiter to decide. Do we not? Well, I think the way... Um, I mean, it's not ideal, uh, but I think that what we can do is we can compromise here. We will count that as your rebuttal and your opening statement, but also, CJ now will get as much time as he wants for his rebuttal. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. CJ, do you have a rebuttal for that? Um, to all the stuff he just said. Yeah, let me... In the claims he made. So he is saying that since Fat Bastard is impulsive and he wears disguises, I mean, he is technically like a henchman, right? So it kind of comes with the territory. Correct. Um, that, and just like the agents have to do disguises and not be fully honest for the integrity of their position and their duty, I think that that is not something against Fat Bastard. And I can let I can throw this to CJ, but I'm just stating it from me 
So that is basically what he's saying is that we cannot trust him. So we can't believe that he actually ate a baby. CJ, you have the floor. Do we, do we blame the firearm when a man shoots at another man and kills him? No, we don't. Do we blame the soldier sent to war by his government to carry out the will of the elected officials when he kills another man in service of his great nation? No, we do not. We do not charge him for murder. All of the evil deeds that Branson says Fat Bastard is capable of, and has indeed committed in many cases, were at the behest of Dr. Evil. I contend that Dr. Evil is in fact the real malevolent force that is to be blamed for many of Fat Bastard's transgressions against civil society. The fact that Branson says, oh, he, he wore a disguise, and if you look up in the dictionary, you blah, blah, blah. Well, no. I, I find that I find that to be absolutely ridiculous. Wearing a disguise has it does not inherently make you evil. Is a clown evil for dressing up and entertaining children? Surely that individual does not walk around looking like that every day. But yet nobody nobody puts the clown the clown on trial. Nobody calls the clown a liar. Branson, for all all of his uh, ten dollar words and his his, uh, his book learning sort of monologue that he went on did not actually prove that Fat Bastard lied about anything. In fact, he showed quite the contrary. He showed that Fat Bastard, while on the surface seems to be evil, narcissistic, and a generally unsavory character, is capable of experiencing real human emotion and is capable of telling the truth. To me, this his breakdown explaining why he behaves the way that he does is is more is proof positive that he's capable of being honest about himself and capable mm. of his uh, of the way he behaves, including that he once ate a baby when he said and and I quote, "Listen here, Sonny Jim, I ate a baby." Uh, that's all. <laughs> Can I just point out that's his first line in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I think actually the first line is he comes in and he says, uh, "I've got a crap on deck that can choke," or he says, "I have a turtle head poking out," and then he says, "I have a crap on deck that can choke a donkey." And he says, I'm getting all emotional from it, you know? Um, but then then he sees Mini-Me, and then his, his attention quickly shifts from needing to defecate to wanting to eat a baby, and then talking about how having eaten a baby in the past. But anyway. So, so, all right, so there's a couple things here. I think that, um, as Branson stated, that wearing the disguise is a form of lying, I think is weak um, and I think at best dishonest in its own to make that statement. Um, I also think that CJ has a point that fat bastard showed humanity, which means he has the capacity to change and tell the truth to be truthful. I also want to, Clarify here. Does did Fat Bastard indeed think Mini Me was a baby? Uh, who's this question being posed to? I want to ask you both what you think. I will let Branson go first. Thank you, CJ. I respect you very much, and you've shown great civility and decorum while we have been talking about this. Thank you. And I just wanted to thank you to, too, to, and also the other stuff you said to me. I think about thank you, you as both. well. Thank you. Thank you as well, Arbiter. Thank you, Branson. I would thank you. say that. Either way you interpret 
fat bastard looking at Minnie Me and thinking he is a baby. I would say either way you interpret that of him believing that fat bastard is a baby or that he does not actually believe fat bastard is a baby. He just thinks that he kind of looks like a baby and goes with it. Either way, I think that works towards my hypothesis. Because fat bastard looks like a baby. You said fat bastard. No, looks like if, if Mini Me looks like a okay. baby. Okay. Because if he claims what? that Mini Me is a baby, with, with, you got to be careful with your words because if if it gets murky, which well, I think with your opening statement, I will warn you that I think you used a lot of uh, you said a lot of stuff like CJ said ten dollar words, and you try to like soup it up a little bit. You're kind of doing this Malcolm Gladwell thing where you're trying to like big dog both of us and make us feel like idiots when what you're saying doesn't actually mean anything. Well, so this want- is apart from the debate, and even me saying this is has nothing to do with logic and reason. But since it seems to be asked of me, I will state that usually I am regarded as a buffoon, <laughs> a oaf, if you will, a man with unclean toenails. And I thought it would be appropriate at this time to show the world through a formal debate that I'm not just some bumpkin sitting on a log like a bump. That I well, can come out here and I, I, I can hold my own in an intellectual forum Branson, with, without resorting to yelling. I'll let you finish. Okay, but I want to say I don't think that anyone thinks you're a lumpy, slimy toad, and no one thinks you're a big dodo bird. And no, one wants you to wear, those. no one wants you to wear a dunce cap at all times. Um, and I also want to ask you, just to clarify for those listening as well, have you written three books? Yes. So how could anyone think of you to be an O for a buffoon? Uh, just from the way I look. That's fair. Yeah. CJ, what is your statement on did Fat Bastard think? I didn't say Mini my thing, though. Baby? Okay, I'm sorry. CJ, hold off. Branson, I'll let you finish. You have one minute. If Fat, if, if Mini Me, if Fat Bastard thought Mini Me looked like a baby, that shows that he is mentally and intellectually unwell. It shows that that is contributing in some way to his weird psychic state. That this man, if he thinks that's a baby, you cannot take that he ate a baby before that. Because since he thinks a small, genetically made clone of Dr. (laughs) Evil is a baby, when in fact it's just smaller, then he might think anything smaller than him is a baby. And if he actually thinks it's a baby, then you would see a man who, in such a profound mental state, is confused by the very state of the world. And if that's the case, well, then you, I wouldn't believe that man if he told me he ate a baby. CJ? <clears throat> I think, I, think um, I acknowledge what Branson says, and um, I think he makes a lot of good points. However, he, he failed to acknowledge the fact that uh, right at the beginning of uh, when he first saw Mini-Me, he said, he said, and I quote, that looks kind of like a baby. <laughs> And which which means proving that he does know that that is not a baby, but indeed a man afflicted with genetic, actually genetically engineered to have dwarfism. That being said, he may be a regular man, but consider the consider the qualities of a baby. Can a baby speak? Can it say words? Can it form a sentence? No, it cannot. Does it simply make little noises, little high pitched trills and coos? Yes, it does. Does Minnie Me do those things? Yes. Is a baby shy? Does it cling to its, to its parent's leg when introduced to somebody new? Yes. Does Minnie-Me do the same thing? He does. Is a baby bald? Does he have a smooth, bald body? No hair on it whatsoever? Yes. 
Does Mini-Me have a smooth, bald, white body, similar to Dr. Evil's, although you never see Dr. Evil without his jacket on, I don't think. Yes. To me, Fat Bastard doesn't necessarily want to get bogged down in semantics. He sees what appears to be an organism that has more in common with a baby than with a man. He doesn't refer to Austin Powers as a baby. He doesn't refer to Dr. Evil, a man who's a carbon copy, but a much larger version of Mini-Me as a baby. He has sexual intercourse with Felicity Shagwell, who is who he does not refer to as a baby. To me, it is very clear that Fat Bastard knows the difference between a man and a baby. However, he does he is willing to eat someone who shares more in common with a baby than a normal man. Thank uh, you both. I, are, Branson, may, hold on. Branson, hold on. I'll come back to you, okay? I would like to state that Mini Me does resemble more of a baby than a, a full-grown man. That's true. I also think that if we're going to if we can actually get abstract here for just a moment, Fat Bastard is an, an obese man. He has everything and every sign of metabolic syndrome, which most likely has led to diabetes type 2. We're all nodding. We're all nodding in agreement. We all can agree that it's very likely Fat Bastard is a diabetic. We can all agree. We could also specify and speculate that for years this has gone untreated, which has led to retinopathy within his eyes. So maybe his eyesight is not as good as it should be. So especially with retinopathy and having that disability, Fat Bastard may actually think that mini me was a baby, even though it is not. So I think Branson and CJ, you are both right in your own way about this. I think we can move along from this point, but I'm just going to give Branson one more minute to comment on this, and then we're going to move on, okay? I will get right into it. Pathological liars often begin to believe their own stories and the lies that they tell. One would not be crazy to notice that while Fat Bastard does say that Mini-Me looks kind of like a baby when he first sees him, later on in the movie, he associates Mini-Me as strictly being a baby, refers to him as a baby. He barters for the baby with Dr. Evil, which, again, even refutes CJ's claim that Fat Bastard is the source of all evil within this hierarchy. Um... My theory is that Fat Bastard made a joke saying that he looks kind of like a baby and then began to believe over time that Mini-Me was a baby due to Fat Bastard's myriad of mental health disorders. Sorry, I was looking at my sniper app. Um, so <laughs> thank you, Branson. We are going to, at this time, take a small break. <sighs> During this time, the participants must exchange pleasantries. At this point... The person who gives the most measured compliment shall receive one point, awarded by myself. Well, uh, CJ, thank you so much for uh, coming. I'm, uh, you know, I get a chance to just talk normally, and uh, you know, I'm glad you agreed to this. And you know, I hope yeah. we just find out what's going on. Really, I sincerely do. Yeah. Like this isn't me doing a bit. I really just want to get to the bottom of this, and you know, I want to stop fighting about it. And I just kind of, you know, I mean, I. Look, I don't think I can overstate it enough that I absolutely respect your belief that 
that bastard did not eat a baby. I I also cannot overstate how much I disagree with this belief, but I respect your right to have it. I think that um, I think that your belief that fat bastard never ate a baby as well is well informed um, that you have thus far laid out a series of very logical and sound arguments about it, though somewhat flawed. Um, I think that you are clearly looking at this from a through an intellectual lens and not resorting to the the uh, emotions and uh, knee jerk reactions that were the hallmarks of our ape like ancestors. You cl- the homonyms. <laughs> clearly, you are you you your intellect. Uh, betrays your bumpkin-like appearance that uh, you, you claim to have. And you, you truly are a man of, of mind and body and intelligence and soul and wit and so forth. CJ wins. He gets the point. <clears throat> Congratulations Branson, on winning the point, CJ. Thank you. Branson, are Branson. you okay? You kind, of, you kind of like leaned back and looked around and wiped <laughs> your face with both hands. Well, you know, it's just the pressure of everything and the sweat. Uh, you know, I'm not starting to crack or anything. No. Don't uh, get Okay, ex- I'm just, you're still, okay. I'm just making sure we're focused. and that I'm you're focused. Not, like, I'm lo- ready. You're, you're not losing your grip or your edge. Um, I think you should have a big sip of a beer. And um, we're going to move on to the next segment if you're both ready and okay with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Reason okay. will prevail. Reason will prevail. Okay. Um, CJ, I'm going to begin these questions. I'm going to do this. going to be a segment where I alternate questions between both of you. You have to answer to me. And I don't want to have interruptions from the other participant. I will ask you a question when I call upon your name. Okay. So, CJ, what is a great lunch? I'm sorry. You, you, uh, can you repeat that? You, you added a problem with your microphone. Charles, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> you cut out. I didn't. Yeah. I, great lunch. Is that Did what you, you say? Great lunch. I'm going to redo it. Charles can edit this part out. Okay. CJ, what did you have for lunch? What did I have for lunch? What did I have for lunch? Why do I not remember what I had for lunch? This is not. This does not make me look like a, a reliable. You have a history of Alzheimer's in your family or early onset dementia. <laughs> oh, I had a I had a um, turkey bacon club sandwich on sourdough bread. Ooh, not with, bad. With you avocado. know what I had? I had some turkey and gouda on Hawaiian rolls. Ooh, that sounds really good. Real Arbi- soft. Arbiter, can I say what I had for lunch? Branson, Branson, it's not your turn. Okay. I understand. Tabula rasa. Thank, thank you for answering, CJ. I'm going to switch over to Branson now. Branson, what did you have for dinner? Uh, for dinner, I had uh, uh, some leftover doll that I ate with pretzel sticks out of a plastic container. <laughs> was it a Barbie doll? <laughs> Just kidding. It was like the lentil dish. I know. I know. You told me about when you made it. You had a lentil issue the other night, and uh, well, I was very they're, concerned. They're, they're just coming right out of me. Well, you, had, you forgot to, you had to like wash them off or something. Like, you, you had oh, to, they all blew up because I boiled it too long. Oh yeah, and you, I stopped paying attention. Can't do that. Really, uh, I really was skimming all the that. scum off the top. I stopped paying attention, and then you know. Okay, CJ, thank you for answering, Branson. And I know that's truthful because we've been talking about lentils all week. The pleasure is all mine. Who is your favorite pet? You mean like of all pets or my pets? Mookie, Bird, or Marnie? And they will be hearing this. 
Marnie. Great answer. She's just the most well-rounded. Thank you. Now, Branson, who is the best point guard of all time? Well, that's a really good question. You know, it, it, it have to. You know, obviously, I'm not going to count LeBron as a. I'm going to give you a toss-up between two. I'm going to no. give you two. <laughs> Who are what you, you going to pick? <laughs> what do you mean you? Well, you can't say no. Sorry, I interrupted. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Tabula rasa. rasa. The slate is clean. Logic will prevail. Reason will prevail. A toss-up between two of them. Yeah. I gotta go, Magic Johnson. You want another guy? Who's your runner-up? Oscar Robertson, probably, and then John Stockton. Okay, thank you for answering. Now, CJ, if you could kill John, Ben, Charles, or Tom, who would you pick? Well, I believe that Ben has the soul of a demon. He's much like a uh, he's much like a uh, a weevil or a a rat or a little cucaracha of some kind. He he acts. He's a bundle of nerves. Acting only, uh, it's only instinctually. There's no, there's no thought behind it. No truly evil will. John, on the other hand, has. It's like how a snake bites because it must, because it's in it. That's right. To, that's right. The scorpion you know, must it, sting the frog. It's not because it's evil. Exactly. Um, John, on the other hand, has a great darkness in his heart. There's something very evil that lies within him, and um, it is, it is. I, I've seen his face light up when he annoys you. <laughs> There is definitely something. There is something going on in that in that man's mind and body and heart and soul that most uh, anyone anybody who uh, would be considered a good person struggles to comprehend. Uh, however, he behaves in an otherwise uh, normal and kind manner. So not John. Charles, uh, his favorite his favorite food is a sandwich, which demonstrates he is also very evil, and also <laughs> also he wants to make everyone upset at all times um, by answering a normal question in such a weird way as to confound and annoy everyone. Tom, on the other hand, is absolutely he is a he is a crystallized form of evil there's nothing there's no being on this earth that is more devoted to causing problems and harassing people and making their lives miserable posting about semen retention every day switching their profile picture four to five times a day texting me at seven o'clock in the morning asking me to forgive all my sins against him there's nobody there's no there's no being on this earth more evil than tom and so my answer is tom okay uh, thank you for answering. Thank you. Um, I, w- I want to state that uh, I don't believe that doesn't really sound like Tom. He, that he doesn't ever. He doesn't really do anything wrong. Uh, Branson, I'm going <laughs> to pass it along to you. If you could kill uh, Ben, John, Tom. Charles, or Tom. Okay, so you're both in the game, Tom. Okay, moving on. Um, I think that it's great that you guys can find some middle ground on mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I like to keep it civil. Thank you for answering my questions. Now I'm going to do a segment of this cross-examination where participant one may question participant two, followed by participant two questioning participant one, so on and so forth. Um, I am going to roll the die again. Uh, This time, Branson, you will be even. Thank you so much. This is so smart of you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) CJ, you'll be odds. Okay. And I am rolling now. That is a one. CJ, you go first. You may question Branson at this time. <clears throat> Branson, could you tell me what the uh, average 
this is going to be this is going to be a series a quick series of questions and answers with Branson. Only um, what would what would be a normal cross examination? This will be um, I'll ask him one sentence questions and he can provide me with he, with his answer. Branson, what is uh, what is the average height of a baby? I'd say somewhere between one foot and two foot. Okay. Branson, are babies typically regarded as cute? I would say so, yes. Most babies are regarded as cute. However, there have been discussions of ugly babies. Fair. Do babies often wear little booties, little little shoes, com- little tiny adorable shoes? When they're outside of the home, yes. Yes, okay. Do they wear little, little blue denim trucker jackets that are shrunk down very small? Yes, and then when they're done wearing it, they hang it on the chain link fence. <laughs> Do little do little babies um <clears throat> excuse me have little babies ever been um I guess I was gonna say sexually desired by grown men, but I can't get that out. <laughs> I can't do it. Are <clears throat> have you ever looked at someone who was a grown man? well over the age of what would be considered a baby. And he has all the characteristics of the aforementioned and referred to him as a baby or as, as a little tyke or as a CJ special boy. Um, I have seen small men and I have referred to them as dumplings, <laughs> um, little Lord Fauntleroy's. Um, you know, little cherubs, little sweet pies, little sweet slices of heaven, my little sweet potato pie, my guy, my sweet guy, uh, laying in the bathtub with the jeans on so they fit more better. Uh, I have used those terms to describe an adult before, yes. But in my defense, this was an effort to emasculate my friend rather than an actual confusion with him to that of a baby. Uh, 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 but you but you you are attempting to divorce your words from your intention from from the the uh, the, impl- the implication of what you mean. So you do admit that you have called a grown man who does possess many of the characteristics of a baby a baby. Yes or no? Yes, and you were there when I did this and you were doing the same. I have I have no further questions. I would like to ask you a series of questions regarding fat bastards lack of responsibilities for his actions as you pointed out that the bulk of this evil shall be hoisted upon the leader Dr. Evil. Are you familiar with the Milgram experiments? No, I'm not. Now, we would say that those experiments were simply a man in a white coat telling other people to electrocute people. And it was about the premise of authority and what power does it play. Now, Fat Bastard, does he strike you as a man having great respect for authority? Well, he did serve in the military and he, he was quite decorated. He was even able to he was even able to access the uh, the sanctum in which Austin Powers was frozen and extract his mojo, which indicates to me that, yes, he was able to follow orders and obey authority in order to achieve the ends hoist, hoisted upon him by a truly evil man in charge. Well, that authority, was it not only temporary in order to satiate a personal goal? 
um, is is the ability to follow the commands of authority. Uh, is that to do so? Is that not um, is that not all that is asked? Nobody is asking. Nobody is asking for their. No, I'll actually yes. That's that's true. It was to it was to further his own ends. Yes, I will concede. At any point, did Doctor Evil tell Fat Bastard to go eat a baby? How is that relevant? It has to do with the authority, Doctor Evil. Did he direct Fat Bastard to eat a baby? We don't know whether he ate a baby while in Doctor Evil's employ. Now let me ask you this: right before Fat Bastard farted. Before he t- and he made all of those other Scottish guards fall asleep no, because he farted so much. I, I, he flew with the bagpipes and they had gas in them and he knocked them out. I thought he farted no. too. Well, maybe he farted while he was doing it, but I don't think they made. Or that. farted into the bagpipes beforehand or something along those lines. Okay. The, the, well, let us let's let's agree. We're that, veering into fan fiction territory here. Let's agree that he probably farted at some point during that whole. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you. So he probably farted at some point. Yes. Right? But he was there to get Austin Powers' mojo. Was he there to eat a baby? And when he said this, what was everyone's reaction to Fat Bastard claiming that he just cannibalistically ate a young child? Sure, it sounds funny to say, I ate a baby, <laughs> you know? But the mere fact that no one doubted him on this or questioned him made me believe that this was just another one of Fat Bastard's fantastical lies. Just like his claim that he is dead sexy. I believe that his claim... Uh, being is, sexy is <clears throat> is subjective. Correct. And I also believe that his claim of being dead sexy was not a lie so much as a coping mechanism in order for him to deal with his own feelings of insecurity. However, eating a baby, claiming to have eaten a baby, would buy him no social capital with anyone around him, which is why I feel it would be odd that uh, it, it does not serve to bolster anyone's opinion of him, nor does it portray him in any sort of positive light, whereas a confident, everybody likes a confident fat person. People... <laughs> He, now, do you truly believe... Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Tabula rasa. Tabula I apologize. Rasa. I am bowing <laughs> towards you, and I apologize. <laughs> now, may I ask you a question? Yes. Do you truly believe that fat bastard... Now, we have, we have said that sexuality and sexiness is inherently subjective. Do you believe that fat bastard thought he was indeed sexy? No. I think it... I, Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you weren't asking me. Uh, sorry. I'd love uh, to hear your thoughts, though. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Arbiter. You're always spot on. I I think that perhaps perhaps uh, Fat Bastard is being facetious about it. He does, he knows he is not dead sexy, but it's kind of funny for him to be a Fat Bastard and say, I'm dead sexy. Like, he's so confident. And why why shouldn't he be? My point in all of that was to say that CJ stated that fat bastard said things like I'm deck sexy out of insecurity as a way of deflection. Am I accurate in saying that, CJ? I believe that it's you're partially accurate. I think that also after having had intercourse with a beautiful woman, uh, he he did in some part of him did believe that he was. Truly dead sexy. 
How else would how else would you explain that a man who weighs a metric ton would be able to uh, have sexual intercourse with such a beautiful woman if he was if he was not indeed some part of him was not dead sexy if he did not if he did not um, have you know the sexy body with when he says and I quote look at my sexy body and he kind of touches himself on his on his stomach and nipples. Um, is this or is this not the same sexual encounter in which Felicity Shagwell took a tracking device and inserted it into his rectum? That is indeed. But he didn't know that that was the purpose behind it. To him, it was just a tryst with a beautiful woman. And then he ate a bunch of turkey legs and other accoutrements <laughs> with it. Yeah, what, this question has nothing to do with our debate at all. Uh, was there or was there not corn? in Fat Bastard's stool uh, when he crapped out the tracking device. I believe there was. There was also various exotic plants that led Austin Powers, by identifying them, led them to Dr. Evil's uh, <laughs> secret island. As a matter of fact, I will I, I'll go even further and point out that Fat Bastard is known for consuming corn. At the beginning of Austin Powers 2, he says, and I quote, Christ, he's tiny. I've got bigger chunks of corn in my crap. He is a known corn eater. This is, this is. Which, first of all, even that statement alone lends uh, incredibility to Fat Bastard's statements, as Mini Me is at least a foot and a half tall. Well, and to surmise that not only an entire corn, but a bit of corn could be that large. Uh, makes me believe that this fat bastard isn't quite aligned with the truth. So you, just to make sure we're on the same page here, you believe that fat bastard is a gluttonous man, yes? I believe so, yes. He has he has a bottomless appetite, and and his existence is primarily defined by, by his wanton consumption of food. Yes? Well, that and his flatulence. Yes, yes, and his 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 inability to control his bowel movements, well, which sometimes causes yes, he's Scottish. And he's as Scottish. Well. But my point is that it's odd for you to assume. It's just it's very odd now that we've established that that you would assume that he would eat corn only off the cob or in small little pieces. At no point is it does he ever specify that it's just a single individual kernel of corn. He says chunks of corn in my crap. It's possible, and I think almost probable, that Fat Bastard may just bite off of, just bite into the whole end of a ear of corn off, chew the whole thing up. Gentlemen, I'm going, gentlemen, I'm going to stop you there. Um, I want to also state for the record that if Fat Bastard had been eating wild exotic plants that led Austin Powers to Dr. Evil, what would be holding him back from consuming a baby? Correct. Did Austin Powers notice any little bits of baby in his stool? <laughs> I think the Surely baby was probably... Surely if he ate a baby, that would be present. I think, he doesn't explicitly the say there's no be... traces of a baby in the stool. There at no point does Austin Powers say, I do not see any baby bones or baby skulls. In He's not concerned. He's not concerned with the baby. Well, That's... there's this crazy fat Scottish man who goes around claiming to be eat babies all of the time, <laughs> and no one reacts to it at all. That makes me believe in the internal universe 
of the Austin Power and the in the internal logic of the Austin Powers universe that nobody really truly believes that this man is eating a baby. As if they would, somebody would interfere to stop him. Even Dr. Evil proved incredibly successful at very light resistance of telling Fat Bastard not to eat Mini-Me, <laughs> who he merely thought looked like a baby. But, um, Branson, I'm, I'm curious if... Okay, let me um, approach this differently. You obviously know that Fat Bastard wanted to eat Mini-Me. I obviously know that Fat Bastard wanted to eat what? Mini-Me. Mini-Me. It was implied that, yes, he wanted to eat fat. But again, this Very much implied could have been a classic ruse of a pathological liar. Mm, I think if he was so dead set on getting Mini-Me so he could eat him because he thought it was a baby, he must have eaten a baby before. And and how would this baby have gone, have been eaten, and it would have gone unnoticed? I believe that's probably one of the most noteworthy crimes that an adult person can do mm. is to cannibalistically ingest, you know, something considered universally beautiful and precious. Um, I just don't see how a man of fat bastard's caliber would be able to do that and to escape well, any repercussions. How how perhaps the baby was a nobody. Can I can I interject? CJ, go ahead. You have a minute. There's a precedent for the question that, that you just asked. The French soldier Terre in the seventh in the 18th century was indeed accused of eating a baby. He took it from a morgue. They thought that he ate a baby. He was also he had also eaten live cats, eels, and snakes, and he he had a bottomless appetite. Was known for his bottomless appetite, and he took a 14 month old deceased baby from the morgue. He they think, and he ate it. Now, what does what do the two of them have in common besides their bottomless appetite? They are both soldiers. They are both acting at the behest of someone else. He managed to escape, and it was never proven whether he did or did not. So I ask you, is it all that out of the realm of possibility that Fat Bastard, a man who connived his way into the inner sanctum where Austin Powers was frozen and his mojo <laughs> stored, would be unable to achieve a ba- uh, obtain a baby from a from a ba- uh, a place where babies are kept, like a nursery or in a more grim scenario, a morgue? He didn't well, say he I ate admit- a live baby. Let's also be clear about that. That's true. While I admit that Fat Bastard has shown the acumen skill necessary to take a baby and eat it, I do not think that proves that just because he has the ability to do something that he has done it. No, but your argument was that he wasn't capable of it. He couldn't have possibly been able to do it. I will also say that Terere was French and skinny. <laughs> Be that as, and be there that are as no mentions of Terrer ever having difficulties with corn or peanuts in his stool. <laughs> I think that's I think that's um, neither here nor there. He could have had just a fast metabolism. I think that um, Fat Bastard probably ate at much higher rates and consumed much more. I think Terrer, the soul, the French soldier was known for eating odd things, not eating a lot. Fat Bastard was known for doing both. And I think that it is very possible 
that he ate a baby that was a nobody who no one really cared about, didn't have any friends, and kind of had like a dead-end job and really had nothing going on in life. Or he ate a baby that he got from a morgue. Yes. Now, at this time, I would like to take the second small break. During this break, um, the participants must exchange pleasantries and keep it civil, as we did before. But this time, each participant must give a small toast to logic and reason. The best toast, as chosen by the judge, will receive one point. This time, CJ has gone twice. So this time, I'm going to throw it to Branson for arbitrary reasons. (laughs) And he will begin. I'd like to raise my small but humble Budweiser beer. And this raising, this toast, is not towards celebrations or friends or so to the concept of logic now how do you raise a toast to something you cannot physically hold in your hand how do you raise a toast to an abstract idea well this abstract idea is the very backbone of human civilization it allows us to get along it allows us to settle our squabbles through discussion rather than pink bellies indian burns purple nurples swirlies through daring people to do jumps they are incapable of doing on ATVs in very densely <laughs> popular in very densely forested areas. <laughs> Logic is what keeps it all together. Logic is what shows us the way, not our feelings. If we would judge fat bastard on our feelings alone, hell, I'd kick some corn-laden stool at him. But because of the guiding glimpse and beautiful lens of logic, we can look at a man like Fat Bastard and know, well, he's just a simple liar. He's a narcissistic buffoon and murderer. This man, he never ate a baby. And we can know this through human psychology that was given to us by logic. Hear, hear. Wonderful toast. Thank you, Branson. Thank you, Branson. CJ, I throw it to you. You may make your toast. Logic. It separates us from apes, as stated before. You may look at someone. You may see them as just an ordinary individual. You may turn on your television. You may see a guy and you say, who is that? What is this guy's deal? What's he about? He may be an ordinary man to you, but he possesses logic. The type of logic that that makes you transforms you from being the everyman, the the Joe Sixpack of America or of the world at large, to being a man who understands the fundamental truths of the universe, a man who understands the way the world works. Uh, logic is logic is what separates us from the barbarians. If it were not for logic, I. I probably would not be able to control myself. I would have used ad hominem attack after ad hominem attack on Branson. I would have said something like, Branson, I think it's great that you're able to talk with so many big words, considering that you look, talk, and act like uh, every family member from that TV show, the dinosaurs all rolled into one. Uh, I think that logic allows us to be more than humble apes. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> and barbaric, uh, barbaric sacks of meat who go uh, use, resorting to violence at the first at the first sign of disagreement. 
Logic is what gives us civility, and civility and logic and reason is what wins the day. Here, here. Too true. CJ gets the point. He wins again. <sighs> you all right, Branson? I am not a homonym. I'm a man. And I will act and do ad man attacks, which is using logic and philosophy. <laughs> Writing theorems. Well, CG was very nice to not say that you look like all the dinosaur family members. So I, I, uh, I applaud CJ for his decency and his humanity in that toast. And he really did nail the nail on the head <laughs> uh, and really drive home the fact that logic is the root of all civility. Okay, don't forget reason. And reason. That's just its twin brother. Now, I think we've had a great discussion here. It has been a fantastic debate. I thank both of you for participating and keeping it civil and sticking to logic and reason to guide your way. I am going to allow you to begin your closing statements. Who would like to go first? Um, I've gone first most of the time, so I will yield to Branson. CJ, can you go first, please? Okay. I will go first. Uh, well, if you're mad, then Branson can go first. Um, I, if you're upset well, with me. He yielded first to me, and I really kind of think that's like your authority, Arbiter. All right. Well, we will... Uh, I see your yield, and I'll pass it to Branson. Branson, you may begin. <laughs> doesn't take an Einstein to figure out what's going on with Fat Bastard. doesn't take all these fancy theories, test tubes, to figure out what's going on in that crazy fat guy's head. He's Scottish, he's mad, he sees a baby, he wants to eat it. I get it. No. I get it. A lot of people think I might be stuffy, but no, I get what Fat Bastard's doing. He's a terrorist secret agent who likes to eat babies. Or at least that's what he says. Because the reality of this man turns out to be not so, not so clean. What we see is a pathological lying henchman, incapable of making the jump to Dr. Evil's hierarchy, incapable of organizing his own evil schemes, a man who requests to get paid in babies in the lair of a man who just created one? Well, this man's mental health is circumspect. And I believe that any person who looks at Fat Bastard and set and trusts what he says on a genuine level, hell, I don't know about that guy. I don't know at all. And I'm just a Missouri boy, you know. I don't have a lot of these big city teachings, this college education from an Ivy League university. But I know something's up when I see it. And I'll tell you something about this fat bastard guy. Doesn't add up. We see the evidence of a pathological liar, a narcissist with a cluster of personality disorders, saying whatever he can get to get attention. I'm dead sexy. Oh, just completely living for the moment. Fat bastard didn't eat a baby. The same way I didn't eat a baby. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to admit, even if you don't believe everything I'm saying, do you truly believe in your heart of hearts that Fat Bastard ate a, li a child? Not me. Not me. Shucks. Thank you, Branson. CJ, whenever you're ready. I mean, what more is there to say? 
we've laid out we've laid out our arguments. I could go on and on to you about how that bastard absolutely ate a baby. He said he ate a baby. It's been proven that he's capable of telling the truth. <laughs> he knows he knows what he does is wrong and what he does is right. In the third Austin Powers film, he even tries to go straight. He tries to get out from underneath Dr. Evil's thumb to become a sumo wrestler. He's dragged back into the muck by Dr. Evil. All of the mental illness that Branson has laid out about Fat Bastard that he claims is part of this delusion of eating a baby that he labors under, it may be true. He may be a mentally ill man. He may be affected by diabetes. It may be swelling his brain, making him go crazy. Or it may not. It may be that this man is a good person who ate a baby. And <laughs> who ate a baby. And he, he simply is a man who is directed to do evil by a higher force who also ate a baby. We'll never know. We can't bring Fat Bastard onto this program to talk about, to bring him into this debate, to ask him man to man. Three men to to one man who weighs the same as, as the three of us put together. Fat bastard. Stuart Hope, did you eat a baby? There's no way of knowing. But I think that what I've laid out and the truths that I have told and fat bastard saying things like, baby, it's what's for dinner. The other, other white meat. Uh, where he says, here, baby, baby, I'm uh, come here, I'm going to eat you. Um, I think that truly there is a man, there's a, there is an, a good man inside of this evil man longing to get out. <laughs> and all of the truths he tells are about eating a baby. This is a man trying to right himself <laughs> with the world, with his peers, with his employer, Dr. Evil, by telling the one truth he knows in his heart to be absolute, that he ate a baby. <laughs> in the words of Fat Bastard. Oh, I, I ate a baby. I have nothing more. Thank you, CJ. That was remarkable. The closing argument was that he's a good person. He ate a baby. <laughs> you could I be think a good person. We've covered a lot of ground today. We've covered a lot of ground today. I want to thank you both again for participating, making me the arbiter to decide who has the final say in this debate. I think all in all, all points being said, CJ is the most right and the winner of this debate. I'll be sending him a trophy, um, a golden fat bastard on a pedestal. And... I think we can put this debate to rest now. I think Branson will have to live with the fact that Fat Bastard ate a baby. I uh, accept the judge's decision. I have no more to say. CJ? Thank you. How does it feel to be the winner? I feel that, I feel that logic has prevailed. And I think that I think that now logic and reason and, reason, and sub, more, most importantly, civility has prevailed. And finally, we can put to rest the age old debate of did fat bastard eat a baby? Yes, he did. Without furthermore, that is the 
conclusion of the Fat Bastard debate. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a great night. Branson's throwing his headphones off. He just pushed over his mic. <laughs> he is smacking everything. <laughs> he is walking out. Branson. Branson, come. Branson. What's going on with him? Branson. Chili baby back ribs. <laughs> Ha 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 